0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the big nasty, yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby.
1: This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast.
0: Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. woo
1: and gentlemen the brand new edition of the cannon fire podcast live on youtube this sunday afternoon for episode 186 welcome back to the show i'm your host as always Rhett matthew joined alongside me my good buddy and co-host the philly bucks fan himself mr evan wanish how you doing bud i'm good yeah um we're back we're back with kind of a
0: it hasn't been a, a month hiatus and uh, I see in the chat already. We've got a, a few guys. we got James, uh, AKA Mr. Bucks nation in there. Uh, we got AM two Oh nine. What's up guys. Um, yeah, it, it hasn't been a month and we are, I mean, we're not like back to a normal, normal schedule, but like, we're pretty much back to doing more frequent episodes. Because Believe it or not, we got training camp coming up in like what? Like six days.
1: Yeah, like I, was there, I thought there's like, there's less than a week. We are as close as close can get. And some more exciting news, like you said, we haven't been gone for a month, so that's always a good thing. But we are back with more content. And uh, believe it or not, we're going to be doing a show on Thursday as well. I, I think with training camp coming back around, as of today, we are 53 days away from the regular season. September 9th, the Bucks open things up against the Cowboys on primetime. That is just a little over 50 days away. Uh, so that means the Can of Fire podcast is officially uh, officially, unofficially back, right? Back. People We're people back. should be hearing from us a little bit more this time of year. Absolutely. Back back in business. Hell yeah. Pac-Man 504 says, what's up, Neil? What's going on, buddy? Like you said, Mr. Bucks Nation, our guy James Hill, Armor Man, and Mr. David hanging out with us here today. What is going on, guys? We have got so much to talk about. So this Thursday, as you know, the Buccaneers report back to One Buck Place. They're going to be going in for their physicals, uh, anything and everything else that you really need to report to the facility for to kind of get back in action. Uh, It's the first time that they'll be doing football activities at the facility for, what, six weeks? Um, So uh, another exciting thing about Thursday, though, is that they're not just going back to get dressed and sized for uniforms and all that other stuff. Uh, The Buccaneers will be getting their Super Bowl rings this Thursday, July 22nd. So when we do our live show on Thursday, we're going to be able to talk about that as well. But, I mean, basically, you know, the mood, as I've said before, things are just starting to pick back up. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, dare I say it, football's back, buddy. Yeah, you know, the Bucks got a busy week ahead.
0: They got the oh, White yeah. House visit on Tuesday, and then uh, yeah, they'll they'll be able to to visit the White House. And then it'll actually be the Bucks. I don't believe the bucks were able to visit the white house last time they won the super bowl because of uh some some things i forget exactly what was going on um with the with the with the world at that time they they weren't able to do it um so now they're going to be able to so it'll be pretty cool to see that
1: yeah first time um, ever the bucks will be in washington as super bowl champs and uh as far as this trip goes i think a lot of these guys look at it on their calendar this is probably, you know, their last big public go-around. Not necessarily a Super Bowl champions, but you know, it, kind of the promo tour, I guess, is what you could call it. Like, well, well, to me, to me, it is a Super Bowl champions, though, because you're you're celebrating a championship. So. No, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely fair. But I mean, who's to say they won't win the whole damn thing next year and still be Super Bowl champs, right? I mean, sure, maybe it's wishful thinking, but 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 if, if if they're thinking
0: that during the season, they're not gonna be. Yeah,
1: you know? like, but you, they have you, been. You gotta you gotta come in there. Bruce Arians already said
0: it a few weeks ago. You know, that team won. Super Bowl. this yeah. team hasn't done nothing this year I know team... you, you you sent me you sent me a tweet that, that that you thought was pretty funny they were like yeah they, they got to prove they can do it without Ryan Smith yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year's um,
1: team hasn't done anything you know a lot of changes they got to prove they can do it without Ryan Smith this year and Andrew um, Adams
0: yeah big Anthony Auclair you know, big, big losses. <laughs> um, so I mean am 209 says when's the season preview episode coming which if you guys have been a fans of the show or have followed us for uh, the past two three years you would know that our our season prediction show is normally one of the our season prediction show and our season review show is normally always some of the biggest shows some of the longest shows that we do definitely the longest it's, it's, man it, it, it's coming <laughs> it, it, it's coming and it, it takes a while because we we go through every game we go through all all 17 games now not 16 17 games now and we predict we predict each one and we don't just say oh this is a win we, we, we talk about why it might be a win why it might be a loss we talk about that so it's coming soon we're not going to give you an exact date but with the season coming up it, w- it will be before
1: the first preseason game I, I'll tell you that right now but it is coming soon absolutely looking forward to getting into that and as far as you know the buccaneers go and, and what's been going on with them I kind of mentioned that promo tour that they've been on as Super Bowl champions A couple of weeks ago, the ESPYs happened and uh, the Buccaneers cleaned house. Tom Brady, quarterback in Tampa Bay, was voted best male athlete. And the Buccaneers, the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, in case you hadn't heard yet, they were voted the best team in sports. So, uh, I mean, that's the be-all, end-all, ESPN. You know, they don't lie. Bucks are the best team in sports. I don't make the rules. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. You know, Tom Brady's the best male athlete on the face of the planet right now. And the Bucks are the best team on the face of the planet. I do not make the rules and I did not vote in the SB. So so take it up with the committee. But let's talk about the quarterback, because I think that's you know, that might be why a lot of people have clicked on the stream or this video here today. Ooh. He is the main talking point because the Bucks have had a busy few weeks. But Tom Brady has also had a pretty busy few weeks. He had the tournament a couple of weeks back against Aaron Rodgers um, right after the season ended. Before the boat parade or maybe right after the boat parade, right around the boat parade, because, you know, for the whole city of Tampa, that was kind of a slosh fest. Nobody remembers a whole lot. But he had that, uh, you know, that cleanup is what it was first described as was a cleanup procedure on his knee. And everybody just kind of assumed it was like a knee scope. Go in there, fix some cartilage. I don't know. Do what you do on an athlete's knee. Right. And then a couple of weeks later, it comes out that it was a little bit more than just your regular patch up job. And uh, all of a sudden reports come out this week that Tom Brady played the entire 2020 season on a torn MCL. Now, there are two sides of the fence here. We're going to cover both of them, but the first side is, firstly, you kind of have to be in a little bit of disbelief because you know the greatness that is Tom Brady is hard to be measured, but when you measure his list of accomplishments, let's look at the 2020 season from top to bottom. What we know is that he came to his first new franchise in twenty years, a new playbook, new head coach, new teammates, new system he was gonna have to learn, you know some some year one struggles, if you will, I think is what we can call them, so he during, came into a it, pandemic by the way and the pandemic global pandemic, he didn't even know if a full season was going to happen once it starts. They play the entire twenty twenty season, the playoffs come around, Brady's been there, done that, but you've got a bunch of guys on this team who had never been in the playoffs, three straight games on the road. The Buccaneers win. They're the first ever team to play in their home Super Bowl. They get it done. Buccaneers are 2020 world champions. Tom Brady gets his seventh ring. So obviously it's an amazing season in itself. But now that we know he did all of that on top of a torn MCL is 2020. Brady's first year in Tampa. Is that the greatest accomplishment of his career so far?
0: You know, I, I think it very well might be. When, when you think about this, uh, just like you said, you know, he signs in Tampa. They had no OTA, no, no, mini OTA, camp. no preseason. They, 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 they had they had less than they did this offseason. And this offseason was restricted in some ways. You know, it's it's really incredible um, what he was able to do and credit to him for getting the guys at Berkeley prep and, and stuff like that and like getting them getting get them ready. But. I mean, you start your season on the road in New Orleans against the team that has won the division what, three or four straight years. And you're, you're on the road, a team that has just owned you and you lose. That's adversity right there. You know, that is complete adversity. And then you get another chance to, to beat them in your house on primetime and you get absolutely embarrassed. You know, that's that's not that's not great. And like you said, with the playoffs. There, so before the playoffs, they're seven and five, and there's a lot of questions. Like you said, there were some struggles. Of course, yeah, you know a lot of pressure. Se- and, yeah, and, and trust me, guys, in this coming up season, there will be ups and downs because that's uh, that's how a sports season goes. There's there's ups and downs in every single sports season, no matter how good the team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're seven and five, and we're talking, are they going to make the playoffs? It, you know, be, they're going to have to be at least ten and six, not or eleven and five to probably make the playoffs. And you know, it turns out, yeah, if they were nine and seven, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. So they had to really go on a run. They go on a run, win four straight, and then, like you said, play three straight games on the road. Another one in New Orleans, which they had your number the entire time, right? Bruce Arians as Bucks head coach has never beat the Saints. Uh you know, Tom Brady got owned by the Saints. The the Bucks have literally been owned by the Saints. They go into the Saints house and, and beat them. And I know. Brady, it wasn't like he played some masterful game or something. A lot of it was the defense. Like, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, like, he contributed to that. Then they go, not only did they have to go to New Orleans, then they got to go to Green Bay, which is one of the the toughest places to play.
1: It is the pinnacle of football in January. When you think playoff football... It All roads go through Lambeau. And of course, with Green Bay being the number one seed headed into the playoffs last year, all roads literally went through Lambeau. And I mean, they had the MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And
0: and you're able to win. And I know Tom Brady threw three interceptions in that game. I get it. But he also played well and he played well enough to win. So then he gets to the Super Bowl and he had a home Super Bowl. Guess what? That Super Bowl wasn't against some some fluke team. You know, like some people could say with, with the Lightning's victory, if, if you wanted to hate on the Lightning, oh, well, Montreal should have been there in the first place. The Kansas City Chiefs, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs were the defending champs, right? They're, they were the defending champs with Patrick Mahomes, and everybody was picking them to win, and the Bucs went out and dominated. And yet again, it wasn't a game where Tom Brady just, you know, single-handedly, like the Bucs lose without Tom Brady. But I don't know, like, you know, he played well. He played well in that game. It's not like he didn't, he didn't throw five touchdowns, six touchdowns and 400 yards because he didn't have to. And and he did what he needed to do. And yeah, in the circumstances with having no offseason, no preseason, uh, not even knowing if it's going to be a season, a brand new team after 20 years in one place, brand new environment. I do think that this is Tom Brady's best accomplishment in his career. And that's a, that's a heck of a thing to say.
1: And he played the entire season with this big ass brace on his knee. Like yeah. it was visible that yeah, I, I, maybe... didn't, I didn't even mention that. I didn't, didn't even mention right. that. Yeah, literally playing with all this with
0: an MCL, which honestly before the season, we didn't even know. We heard about it sort of towards the end of the year, and then we heard about the cleanup, but we didn't we didn't know. Nobody and knew it was yeah, an
1: MCL he... till this week.
0: No, and I mean yeah. you can play, you you can play on an MCL. Um, I actually I've experienced not necessarily me personally, but with athletes that I that I support and MCLs, because that's what Joel Embiid had mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs this year. He had a not a torn MCL, but I think it was a strained MCL, and he was able to play and, and he played. Um, it affected him a little bit, but not too much. So you're able to play through it, but like it's not comfortable. And like you said, he's wearing that brace, and it like sometimes the brace looks thicker than than normal. So maybe he had his bad days, maybe he had his good days. But towards the end, you would see he wouldn't practice one day out of the week or so. Um, And yeah, it was a great job by Brady. I mean, I just think it's what what can't this guy do (laughs) at at this point?
1: You know, the records definitely speak for themselves. Numbers don't lie. And here we are seven Super Bowl rings later. It's hard to argue against this man, but
0: here is the I mean, other what, what, what would be his other one? What would be his other what other accomplished 28, 28
1: to 3, 28 to 3? Right. Probably that's it. Yeah, that's what comes to mind for me, for sure, because that's the biggest uphill battle I think he's had in his career. And, you know, he was able to handle it in 30 minutes. But he, here mm-hmm. is the other side of the conversation that I wanted to talk about, because if you're not a Brady fan, if you're not a Tampa fan, if you hate Red and Pewter and you're tired of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers taking up the uh, primetime spots on Center every single day. This is where things kind of turn into a slippery slope. You know, a lot of people think that the Bucs are eventually going to find themselves in hot water because, one, they never reported the injury. Um, You know, typically, and with key players, it's safe to say Tom Brady is a key player, you should report that injury even if they're okay enough to play on it. But, like, where, you know, because I'm sure there's a gray area as well. When your quarterback is telling you that he can play, and he's going out there and he's practicing four times a week. And he's, he, you know, he looks in game shape. Who are you to kind of sit, step in between it and stop him? Especially if it's Tom Brady. But like, what is the, you know, the gray area there? Like, do you think the Bucks are really going to be in any trouble? Or is this just people whining about Tom Brady like they normally do? It's Mike Florio hating Tom Brady for some reason. Right.
0: That's what he does. That's, uh, I would be pretty surprised if the Bucks got, excuse me, any repercussion or anything from, from the league. Uh, yeah. You know, Karen If I think Pew brought this up. Karen Brait a, a year, a, a year or two ago, you know, he played like the last seven or eight weeks on like a, I think it was, it might've been like a hip or something. It was a real bad injury, but it was never reported. Yeah. You know, which is, and I, somebody brought this up. I forget who it was, but like the NFL eliminated the the probable tag for like game days so it's it's either you know out doubtful or questionable so they they eliminated the probable you can't list somebody as probable anymore tom brady would probably be listed as probable every um, week probably every week yeah every 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 week i mean maybe not in the beginning because like you know, as the season wears on it, it definitely like i'm sure week one it was feeling a lot better than it was in week 16 oh yeah right so yeah. um yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's stupid. It's something that that Mike Florio is reaching for. I don't know what his problem is with Tom Brady, but I don't know. Uh, normally, you know, them like national like guys and stuff, like a lot of, like the football guys. Now I'm not talking about the the talking heads on Sports Center or like Skip Bayless or anything like that, but like the national football guys, like Mike Florio, would really love Brady like you know like a Peter King like Peter King likes Brady Dan right. Patrick those types of guys they like Tom Brady and for some reason Florio just doesn't. So I mean we got in the chat here uh UK UK's in the house what's up man um Our hey, buddy guys. chase checking in chase. and then James says did Tom tell anybody that he tours MCL I I mean may I mean maybe I don't know but like
1: maybe as far as like trainers go i don't i don't know i
0: don't know if he exactly said he tore it maybe maybe i mean the trainers sort of probably had to know
1: i'm sure that over the course of the season again unless the you know unless you're in the facility every single day nobody's ever going to know the daily activities between trainers and athletes especially with a season that's already over but i i'm sure that You know, we can assume that the trainers knew that he had some issues with his knee. They knew they were going to be looking at it, Mm -hmm. knew there was some extra care, maybe some extra rehab every now and again. Like I said earlier, he's wearing a big old brace on the side of it. Mm -hmm. So clearly people knew there was something going on there. But, you know, telling them that he tore it in an official capacity, uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. We didn't find out it was torn until last week or the week before. And uh, somebody else had said. Reports are saying that it happened before it he got to the Bucks, and that there are can, reports saying the Patriots know, uh, did not know that it was torn.
0: Yes, that is that is true. It, it happened. The injury happened, but he was never a member of the Bucs. It was right. when he was with the Patriots, the injury happened. And he just, he didn't want to get surgery on it because at MCL, you normally, I spoke to somebody. Um, well, if you get MCL, surgery,
1: you're sidelined for quite a while. Yeah. Right. But
0: also like you don't need, you don't even need to get surgery on it. Like it's okay. not, it's, it's just something that you can normally get, you know, get away with. Um, you know, so, so I did, uh, I did, I spoke to somebody, uh, who is, uh, who, who's a, a fan of, of the page in the show. And, and they, um, they, they sort of explained it to me. So they said they almost, they almost never operate on MCL tears. Uh, they said, yeah, it's usually physical therapy, bracing and the rest takes care of MCL injuries. Uh, pretty. He said, pretty sure Vitevai had one a few years back. Uh, I read the next post about him re-injuring it in New England. If it persisted that long, then it would be surgical. Thankfully, it's a pretty easy surgery. You can throw a couple stitches in the ligament with a knee scope and go home. So yeah. it's not. It's it's a major thing, but it's also not something that that right now it's probably not something that's really bothering him. Uh, and well, I think, especially I now that week, he's week one, especially week now one, that he's post-op op and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, he'll be. I mean, he got the surgery in March, so yeah. he'll, he'll be he'll be ready to go for Week One. There will be some limitations. I'm sure in training camp, but they'll still hope participate in training camp. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be seeing Tom Brady. I don't think don't think any limitations uh, th- this season. So, and yeah. honestly, like he moved around a good bit. You remember uh, the Antonio Brown touchdown Week 17? He's yeah. rolling out, scrambling. He, I, I mean, he 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 did it a lot, and it looked like. It looked like you would never know. So, And that's that's
1: the thing is that we had kind of assumed that, you know, week one, he's going to be rolling out there 100%. Well, now that we're looking at the grand scheme of things, we know for sure that this week one, he's going to be much closer to 100% than he was last year. And yeah, going back yeah, to obviously, but last year, we didn't know he was injured at all. So. Exactly. So uh so all things are good for Tom Brady. As far as consequences go, I would be surprised if, uh, you know, the Bucks face any consequences. Somebody had mentioned in the chat as well. So if this happened in New England, does that mean the Pats could get some consequences? I don't think so. Um, no, I, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think the NFL no, is going to be nobody.
0: Chasing. Nobody is going to be getting any consequence. Yeah.
1: Now, one thing I will say
0: in Tom Brady's free agency this had to be known by some people like like people have had to know this did that scare some teams away from potentially pursuing Tom
1: Brady regardless of how much he disclosed he lets them know that on a surface level hey my knee isn't you know 100 yeah like and maybe they're thinking oh a 43 year old guy who's
0: not the fastest in the world anyway we know he's not using his legs much so he's not going to get hit a lot but Ooh, you know, do you really want to take that risk? Maybe that was something that teams consider. Who knows? I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it was disclosed. I have not heard that. I'm just speculating that maybe that was the reason that some teams bowed out. Maybe that was the reason the Titans stuck with Ryan Tannehill or the 49ers stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe. Who knows? Um, just saying that, you know, looking back on it, maybe that was something that was, that was actually
1: a concern. So we'll dive deeper into this as far as training camp goes on our Thursday show this week, but I want to talk about the preseason a little bit and maybe tempering expectations for some of the guys that are going to be on the bubble in training camp, what their capacity is going to look like in preseason and even the starters, because we know the starters are going to get some action in preseason, but just how much is it going to be? um because that's always a gamble there are certain guys that are first string that are going to get more reps than others right maybe a certain receiver gets more reps than this tight end or vice versa i don't know but but let's talk about what's going to be happening so for the first time in two years the buccaneers will be playing a preseason it'll be three games right yes uh what are your expectations for the starters in the preseason i guess we'll start with brady because we were just talking about him but you know Brady might take five snaps total over the three games in the preseason if he takes any, right?
0: Yeah, if if I had to guess, I think the Bucks would maybe want to throw him out there one of the games
1: just for one full series.
0: It. Just may, yeah, I, I think just yeah. Because, I mean, you wouldn't take him out mid-series if you're uh, right. If you start on the twenty-five and you're driving, you're not going to take him out. So, um, yeah, just to maybe get his feet wet. I, I, if I had to guess, so they play Tennessee, then well they play Cincinnati, then Tennessee. Than Houston. If I had to guess, I would say he probably doesn't play at all in the Tennessee game. Uh, or I mean the Cincinnati game. He plays in the Tennessee game for a series, maybe, and then he doesn't play at all Houston. Um, but I do think you will see the starters per se. Like I think you'll see them play their normal probably two games. Then that last preseason game, even though it's one less, I think you're just gonna see backups.
1: Side note, question for you. I know you're a big uniform guy, so obviously this is a very pressing issue normally during the preseason at least in 2018 and 2019 the buccaneers like to experiment with their looks and uh, the need, preseason I, was I the I know where we going with the this. preseason was the only time yep. that we would see Tampa Bay at least in you know the 2014 uniforms and onward preseason was the only time we would see a red jersey with white pants do you think the buccaneers make me happy and pull out a kit with a red jersey and white pants so I can see Tom Brady in that classic look
0: I hope I Um, hope they do, too, man. I hope they experiment and I hope Brady plays in that game because I don't want I don't want to see him just like if he's not playing at all, he won't even be dressed in it. So, right. Yeah, I, I need, I need him to to be to be playing in it, you know. But like, oh, man, yeah. I, need I just it. want to I see what it.
1: it looks like on the field. And if it it's, looks it's ugly, gonna look, it's going to look good. You've already, you already know what it looks like. You've I do. I do. But the thing but, about it is that people don't really like that one because for some reason, I had always heard a lot of comparisons to that and like one of the Atlanta uniforms. People, you know I mean, Atlanta you, doesn't even have white. When in you wear a thing. red jersey and a white uniform, apparently you no. look too generic and that's like the generic bucks look apparently, but I really like it. I think it's something that they don't pull out that often. Exactly. And I'd be excited to see it. I don't and know. What be, do you, what, be what be do you guys time. think in the, uh, in the live chat, by the way, if you have any questions at all about anything we're talking about from the preseason, the training camp to Tom Brady, to what color uniforms they're going to be wearing in the preseason. Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet.
1: I knew exactly where you were going with that. Yeah. And also maybe,
0: you know, what, like pewter jersey, white pants, you know, mm. maybe just 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 to see what it looks like, you know, sure. just, yeah. just see what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, uh, who cares? Right. But I remember, yeah, that that one, I the, the one I distinctly remember. It was in Cincinnati.
1: It was Vernon, Hargraves got,
0: the Vernon interception. Hargraves got the interception on the first drive and that they wore them, them jerseys and
1: man, that they look good?
0: Yeah the, yeah. the Jersey with the white pants. Yeah. They look good. Yeah. Uh, James is cracking, uh, cracking Kyle trash jokes. Um, <laughs> there seven touchdowns in the preseason. Wow. I in know. one game, by the way. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um We will see. I, you know, it'll be, I think the preseason this year will be a lot of excitement for people because one, it's football. Like you're always excited, but also like it's a new, it's a new quarterback, right? It's the quarterback that he drafted in the second round. It's the the, the local, the local college kid, you know, it's, I think that'll get some eyeballs and he's definitely going to play. Like they're going to throw him out there. Like it'd be irresponsible not to, to get him that experience.
1: I don't think he will, but I would like to see Trask be the, uh, you I know, want him the, to be like the guy. I, I want him to be the most used quarterback in yeah. the preseason for sure.
0: Yeah, like like I like I I know what Blaine Gabbard is. I know what Ryan Griffin is. Mm-hmm. So if Tom Brady's not playing, I like I want Trask in there. Like oh, yeah. that's that's what I would want. I, I'm pretty um, sure the the staff feels the same way. I think. So um, yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to. I mean, you know, what well, there's. Well, there's two. So this obviously there's four games. Normally there. I mean in the passers four games normally it would be two home games two away games yeah. this year it's two games in tampa and then one game that's it, in houston so um so they get two home games so you get two chances to have red jerseys and white pants in front of the home crowd you better not blow it so um lead us productions i'll oh, lead it yo i gotta tell you right now man uh, i'm a big fan of your work Uh, I watch a lot of your, your highlight videos and uh, you're, you're awesome. Oh, hell hell yeah. dude! I love your stuff. Glad to, glad to have you in the chat here. Uh, That's another thing. I think a lot of people are excited to see Jalen Darden in the preseason. I mean, that's, that's a guy that could be electric and you heard a lot about him and Kyle Trask sort of building that rapport, dude, if they hook up on like a, 50 yard touchdown, people are going to go
1: nuts. Hey, well, another thing about Darden, too. I mean, let's just talk about it. The last time we talked about Jalen Darden, we had mentioned Jadon Mickens and, you know, the possibility uh, of those guys taking snaps from each other. Well, here we are. Jadon Mickens, uh, is it looks like he's going to be facing charges for yeah. some of the stuff he got into. So basically, long story short, it definitely opens a door for Jalen Darden to make a little bit more of a name for himself a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, I think that pretty much spells the end for Jaden Mickens. Uh, I think even uh, I like Mickens. I know James is going to hate me for this, but I hate James. So, um, you know, it's it's um, I hope I hope he's still watching. Um, I I hope he didn't leave. It's it's uh, you know, it's it was already going to be an uphill battle for Mickens to make the team. Right. Tough spot to be in. Yeah, but now with this, I mean, we knew it was pretty much coming. I, I think when it happened, but yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, ben Leaper, I mean, Ben Leaper, I think is really, um, really, you know, sort of relaying what I've been saying. This is the most hype I've been for preseason since two thousand fifteen. Want to see as much Trask, Vaughn, and Darden as
1: possible. Well, we're treating Keyshawn Vaughn like he's a rookie now, I guess. But okay, I mean, he might um, as well be after being knocked down a few pegs in OTAs. Let's
0: let's talk about.
1: Good let's talk Not about the running weird. back room james had brought it up in the chat i think we had it on uh, our prep sheets to talk about but we did if we're talking about position I, I battles think, i think james hacked into my phone and saw yeah. what we had in the chat that's probably he took the team viewer backdoor Yeah. um so let's talk about the running uh running back snaps in the preseason my hope is that Keyshawn vaughn can kind of be the uh the guy at running back throughout the preseason i think we're going to need to see the most from him if he has a shot of well, you finding a some, role on this team you will see some geo bernard too because i think they want to get him sort of used to stuff yeah so. i think you'll see geo bernard uh, i don't He'll know if you'll see probably... him.
0: He'll be probably first string, I think, because I don't know how much you'll actually see Jones or Fournette. So if they don't want to play Jones or Fournette, I think it would be Bernard. That's the
1: thing. The, I, that's I want fournette. to think that you'll see Gio Bernard on like passing downs on, when Brady's on the field. And if not that drive, then the drive immediately after, because that's when you want to get your guys acclimated to running that offense. But as far as the snaps go at running back, Evan, what are, uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, well, I mean... I think it's pretty clear that I think Gio Bernard is gonna be like their primary third down guy mm-hmm. unless he just somehow forgets how to catch, which would be a totally bucks thing. Like that would yeah, be Yeah, right. We get you know, we get like,
1: three running backs who just can't catch.
0: Yeah, like I mean, you know, so they basically have four because Keyshawn Vaughn can't catch either, but oh, um um
1: <laughs> so so how do you how do you want I, Keyshawn never, Bond to do? I've do you want him seen, to be the guy in the preseason? I don't want, I don't, I don't want him to be on the team. You so. don't want you <laughs> just want him out of here. You want him on the same I, bus as, I've uh, never as seen, Jadon Mickens on his way out. I hey I never
0: said about that about Jadon Mickens So I, I just I've never seen people just go crazy over this guy that showed nothing in college and showed nothing in the NFL. And just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't. Well, what are people seeing that I'm not like, is it because you didn't see him enough? I think there's a reason you didn't see him a lot.
1: I will always circle. It comes, back into, and, he comes and, into, into the Chicago game, fumbles that game away. It's just, uh, whatever. I am not going to die on this Hill because it's not worth it, especially at the running back position. But whenever we bring this up, I'm always going to circle back around to this argument. It's the sample size. If we saw a little bit more out of Keyshawn Vaughn, if he did not have a touchdown against the Chargers, nobody would want him on the team. But the fact that, you know, we have seen a little bit of productivity in this offense, granted that he is, you know, the third string running back, but four string behind Shady, four string string behind LaShawn McCoy, who had, what, 10 total carries in Tampa? And he showed more than Keisha Moore.
0: Um, you know, but now now he's still fourth-string because Gio Bernard's passed him. So, like, you know. I,
1: ben Leaper I, says he showed nothing, question mark. He was a very efficient runner when he was given the opportunity after a COVID offseason. And this circles back to my argument when he was given the opportunity. How many opportunities was he, was he really given in 2020? He's a rookie. He, had, he was a fourth-string rookie. Who was also a third-round pick. It was also a third round pick yeah hindsight's always 2020 it's gonna suck losing a third round pick to a guy that really didn't do much but hurt you in the 2020 season but I still think his sample size needs to be bigger before I can ship him off and say he shouldn't be on the team
0: and look a, a lot of this at this point is almost a bit by me it's not I'm not out to get Keyshawn Vaughn I just I call it like I say it, okay it's just I don't I don't when they made the pick I didn't think he was that good when when you know, I really the guy. If they were going to pick a running back there, I wanted it to be Zach Moss for, from Buffalo. Uh, well, he went to Buffalo, but I remember
1: um, one of the seasons we did the show. We did a season prediction show. Bucks went five and eleven that year, uh, and I'm pretty sure you picked them to go like six and ten or seven and nine. And you said it then, and you'll say it to this day. You call it like you see it, but you're also the type of guy where you will believe it when you see it. Yeah, uh, not and like I, Patrick I, Mahomes I, who said it backwards. You
0: yeah, are I, I, Yeah, I don't understand that. Everybody I, was I,
1: like everybody was like, oh, he said it backwards on purpose to, you know, to try and make an extra meaning out of it. And I'm like, no, I think he just wasn't expecting to have to, you know, answer a question with a camera in his face and he said it wrong. Yeah, I don't I'll see it when like, I believe it.
0: Yeah, I was like, I'll see it when I believe it. Okay. <laughs> um
1: yeah, He's gotta I, believe
0: in it before he sees it, you know. Yeah. Evan will come around to Keyshawn Vaughn. It's okay. People said the same thing about Ronald Jones. That ended up all right. Ronald Jones was a second round pick who actually showed stuff in college and Ronald Jones even got less opportunity than Keyshawn Vaughn did. Did his he? Season. Did yeah, he? He, got, he? Did he? Yes. yes did he really? Yeah, did he really? He did. Yeah,
1: he did. Did he really? Yeah, they yeah, yeah, did. I don't know if I'm going to yes, agree with did. you on that one. Yeah, he did. Because I remember we complained about Ronald Jones not getting enough, uh, enough action. But there was also a period of time where we talked about Ronald Jones being in the running back rotation. What time in 2020 did we ever talk about Keyshawn Vaughn effectively getting carries in that backfield rotation? We didn't. But, I mean, I just, Ronald Jones showed, you,
0: showed me stuff in college. I liked him coming out. He did. There were, dis- there were there were much higher expectations
1: for Rojo just, out of college. I'll give you that because, for sure.
0: Just because the dude is in a Bucks uniform, everybody thinks like I'm like, you know, an evil guy <laughs> and just, you know, hates everything except you are. Hating. You are.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I mean are. you're an evil well, I person.
0: I, I am. But like, I mean, I guess they're right. But like pre-draft, I didn't really like Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, you know, and now I get to make a bit out of it. And now I get people talking. Look at the chat. Now this it's all it's all planned. Okay. James is over here spouting about some other crap. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, I wish him the best. I do. I just, I don't see it. And and if you're, and if you're trying to win a championship again, like the Bucks are, how many snaps is Keyshawn Vaughn going to get this year? So are, are we going to be doing this again next year where we say or before the training camp? Oh, I can't wait to see Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, man. Oh man. Wait, to see. if Keyshawn we're talking
1: Vaughn. about Keyshawn Vaughn being on the bubble next year, then I'm going to go ahead and go with, you know, he probably, he probably crapped the bed and didn't show us enough, but this year has to be the year for him. I will say that when you are a championship team and your window is small for the bucks, you know, their window was small enough. They already won one ring they're going out to do it again. You don't have a lot of patience to wait around for this guy, especially after burning a third-round pick. So uh-huh. if we're talking about this a year from now in the same exact context that we are now, then maybe we can say it's a wasted third-round pick. But I need to see what happens this year. And yeah, here James, we go. All James, right. James. Wow. Yeah, I- I'm right. I'm right. Wow. By one snap, you're right. By one
0: That's touch that- of the football. That, that uh, does that now. Does that is this just is this carries
1: or is this like pure? This like, is touches. touches. I'm assuming touches? I'm assuming carries and catches.
0: Okay, because I know I know Ronald Jones he had a touchdown against the Browns, I think that was his first touchdown. And Keyshawn Vaughn's first touchdown was against the Chargers, mm-hmm. it was a little passing
1: touchdown. Yeah, receiving Ron, Ron,
0: Ronald, yeah, Ronald Jones was a, was a rushing touchdown. Keyshawn Vaughn was a but I think that was Jones's only touchdown of, of that year, too. All right. So I think they both had the same amount of touchdowns.
1: If we are talking about draft picks, let's cover some more draft picks and expectations for this preseason. I think Mr. David had brought it up on the live chat. I wanted to talk about it. First round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2021. Number 32. Well, number nine, but pick number 32. Joe Tryon, outside linebacker. What are the expectations for Joe Tryon? We know he kind of got a late start with OTAs. He, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury, so he wasn't yeah. ready to go out of the gate. Training camp, he should be good to go, and we already know that it's going to be kind of hard finding reps between Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul because those guys are alpha males, but he's going to find a way to do it. He's going to get his reps in. What kind of expectations do you have for him in the preseason, and not only that, but the regular season? Because, like we've said plenty yeah. of times, finding a spot as an edge rusher on this team is a, a lot easier said than done.
0: It it is, but at the same time, is it? Because they've needed that third edge rusher. How long have we been saying that? Right. Right. Like that. That's been a need. You wanted that. Like, you wanted that depth in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I've. I've. Yeah. Talk about Clay Matthews in the Bucks. I was all on it. Um, you know, it's I, I've been wanting that third guy for a while. And uh, if you want me honest, I didn't think, you know, I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to win a championship because Jason Pierre Paul and Jack Baird are going to be burnt out. And, you know, luckily they were able to like, it was awesome. To, and we even to knew get.
1: that, you know, JPP not only being burnt out, but dealing with that knee injury that he had all year.
0: Yeah, I mean every, every 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 buck was dealing with a knee injury, I guess. So that that's that's you know, everybody
1: like, got knee scopes for winning the Super yeah, Bowl. Ev-
0: every every <laughs> a free scope. Yeah, that's what that's what you got. Um, but I mean, I think Tryon fits in like a glove in that third edge rusher spot, sort of. And, and here's here's the thing: I think the Bucks might run a lot on passing downs, and I think you're going to see this almost maybe as one of their primary looks on passing downs, having uh, Shaq Barrett rush. Uh, you know, stand up and rush, have Joe Tryon stand up and rush, kick JPP inside, kick have Vita Vea there, and a combination of Nadamic and Sue or Will Golston. I think that's the formation you're going to see a lot. Um, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I just, I think he fits in very well as far as preseason. I think you're going to see him a lot. Uh, I, I think, I think it was Jason Beer Paul. He was a guy that already took off, you know. We he hit his vet day every every week in practice. So I'm not sure how much you're going to see him in the preseason. I think you might see more Shaq Barrett than Jason barrett paul um, but I I think you're going to see a lot of Joe Tryon. I think he's going to be playing, uh, you know, first quarter, second quarter of these games. I think you're going to see him in a lot of series. Hopefully, he shows you something. I mean, the the traits are all there, but he hasn't played football in over a year. Mm-hmm. Because he, he sat out. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of shape he shows up to, uh, shows up to training camp in. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. I like the player. I know he, he's pumped to get to, to get to work. Um, as far as the season goes, I think st- what a third edge rusher should be, man. Just be solid. You don't have to – he doesn't have to tear the world on fire, right? He, he doesn't. Just do your – fill your role. Yeah. You're you're you were drafted to fill a role, fill that role. Gio Bernard was signed to fill a role, fill
1: that role. Yeah. And uh you had brought up, you know, how tryon can be used or how his presence can affect how other guys are used in this front seven. We know that after 2020, Todd Bowles is not scared to just show some weird ass looks to the uh to the offense as far as his front seven goes. We saw Indomita get a running start into the A-gap last year, like just from a standing linebacker position. I remember watching it, and I was like, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? So they are definitely not afraid to mix up personnel back there. But it's exciting that if Tryon does work out, you know, it's just another door that's open for everybody else to get in there and mix things up for opposing offenses. So definitely a great thing to have. And a lot of eyes going to be on him this James, preseason. James is just
0: mad that Jadon Mickens is going to get
1: No, oh, we're still talking about Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones here in the
0: chat. <laughs> so, so he says Vaughn was 17th in the, in the nation. He puts nation in capitals in rushing in 2018. In the nation! That's, that's what I was thinking, too. And in, in, in 50th <laughs> in 2019. Ronald Jones was 52nd in 2016 and 8th in 2017. They are very comparable. They're not because Ronald Jones was top 10 and Ronald Jones
1: was a second round pick. So I will die on this hill, Evan, he says. Was,
0: was Keyshawn Vaughn getting, like, traits to ju- uh, traits comparisons to Jamal Charles and Chris Johnson coming out of college? <laughs> I don't think so. Stop. Just stop. Okay? What
1: college running back nowadays is not getting comparisons to, you know, just all-time greats coming out of college? I know. Yeah. Ben Leeper also says... Every, you know,
0: every, every draft pick ever made is just... He's apparently,
1: awesome. every running back this year was Walter Payton, Barry Sanders put together into one. Um, ben Leeper in the chat says, if you watch the In the Current series on the Buccaneers YouTube channel, they actually show the moment where JPP tweaks his knee in a practice rep. It's interesting because we all thought it was just a general listing due to the knee surgery he had, not an extra tweak to the knee. Um, if you have not been watching In the Current, by the way, you need oh, to do so. If you're a God. Bucks fan... I mean, hard knocks is one thing, but the production value on in the current—I know that everybody gives the Bucks social team their props, but they seriously don't deserve it enough. Like is—it it yeah. is, is a great series so far, and uh, if you want to go back and relive the 2020 season, it's a hell of a way to do it. I mean, it's basically yeah, like the Bucks, like the
0: Bucks only version of hard knocks slash right. in house media team puts it together. Yeah, like, it's all like, shot. Like, like all or nothing and obviously hbo and amazon and stuff like yeah it's gonna be like like a, a better product or whatever but if you're looking for something that takes you in depth you know and it's not going to give you like oh you know, the exclusive like the behind the scenes like interviews and all that stuff that eight the hard knocks does but that's hard knocks thing you know hard knocks is you know an hour of, of six episodes in the preseason this goes through the whole season this goes through every game uh, it's, it's it's incredible it really is i haven't watched the latest episode oh yet. that's
1: good man um
0: but uh but i'll i'll find time it's like isn't it like it's long isn't it like 50 it's, minutes? it's like or 45 so? or 50
1: minutes that's yeah. the thing about these two is that they're, they're, like, they're
0: all at least like a half hour yeah
1: it's like a legitimate series uh i think yeah, every like, wednesday like a they show. do a, a live youtube premiere and they they do a watch party for them um but the last episode that was released covered the playoff run uh, so now the next one is just going to cover the Super Bowl, and I'm sure everything. Now probably be, that'll probably be be like an hour, probably. Yeah, like a season finale type deal. Yeah. But it, there so, is no I better mean, time to get into if, this series. If, get if, caught if up you
0: wanna, if you want to. If you want to relive the the two, you know, if you want to relive the Bucks Super Bowl run, the two things I would suggest is a buying the DVD mm-hmm. and watching it because I I watch it; it's good. Um, but then if you want a more in depth, maybe behind the scenes with some more interviews and stuff, go get um. Go, I mean, well, not go get it, go on YouTube and watch them for free. I yeah. mean, watch you know, In The Current. And, I mean, I've loved In The Current. Like, it's – They've done ever, it for a they, couple they, of years. Ever since – whoever came out with that is a genius. Yeah. And it's an absolute genius. And one thing that I will say, um, we're starting a, a new thing here that's going to be coming up in the season. Um, it's, like, I'm going to do, like a, like, a take bag type deal. It'll be the last five, ten minutes of a show – and I'll do, you know, Rhett will toss it over to me for like a take back thing. And I'll just give like random bucks takes at like what I'm thinking, or sometimes I'll be out there. It's just random things that like I, I just I, I think about or um you know my thoughts on things.
1: You have anything and in mind today, or are we gonna I, debut I it on a on a oh, okay? So I, I, you do I,
0: I have one thing. So this is this is the debut here we of, go uh, of the take back. So you love to come wanna, up with
1: like your own segment music and yeah, or something a name like for it. If you're in the chat, let let us know a good name for the segment. Yeah, um
0: so. You know how like, um, I wonder when America's game is coming out for the Bucks. Oh, the, yeah, the, the Super Bowl that, that special. Die, yeah, and you know normally they have like a narrator that's like close to the area or something. I saw somebody predict that like John Cena, because he lives in Tampa and stuff, like he would narrate it. Maybe it wasn't a rumor or anything, but like you know you could have like it would be a pretty good Titus narr- pretty cool Yeah, something like that, yeah. like a pretty good narration type deal. Dave Batista. Um, so yeah just let's just name all wrestlers let's just they yeah. all live in tampa um, i know <laughs> um so i'm wondering when that's coming out is that, i enjoy yeah. it and I, I enjoy watching the bucks 2000 I, I enjoy watching the dvd but i also enjoy watching america's game because yeah. they get into some things that uh the dvd honestly doesn't the dvd covers every single game so it can't go into detail about some games and i feel like america's game uh really gets into the the um the sort of the details of some specific games. I remember in the 2002 one, they really talk about, you know, Philly and, and, and mm-hmm. what, how up much up, that sort meant of, sort of it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, Warren Sapp was saying how he was getting back on the bus after they lost to Philly in the regular season and how John Gruden was saying, Oh, I, I got him," and stuff like that. Like yeah. I got him, And um, you know, and they also, they, they talked about the Tony Dungy and they talked about some things there which the, but the DVD really didn't. So I think America's game is going to cover some things that, you know, they really didn't. So if you had to guess, normally there's four or five guests and this will be the end of the take bag. I only got one but I promise, normally there'll be three four or five, maybe, but right now I only got one. Um, I approve that UFC fight that's <laughs> right. UFC let's, 270 Mr. Bucks nation
1: versus the Philly Bucks fan. Let's sign paper one night um, only. That's right. Um,
0: so, who do you think? Let's say there's five that you know how they interview people. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's five. What are the five? My guess would be Bruce Arians, They're the five people that like they interview throughout, the, throughout the, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, probably just because he just came back out of retirement. They'll talk to him about that and stuff. Devin White. So, what's that? That's four. And either a, a guy like shaq barrett or i think like a mike evans or, or chris Gow. okay that, that's who i think it would it's okay be. I,
1: I got a pretty similar list uh in order of appearance bruce arians tom brady number two jason light number three, Ooh. mike evans number four and the number five kind of a You kind of got me on this one. I think Gronk could be a good option, but honestly, you want to mix it up a little bit and get a good reaction. Antonio Brown. uh, I'd like to hear from him. Either Antonio Brown or probably, you know, one of the defensive guys, because I didn't mention any defense. You could probably, I think there's going to be a defensive guy. Yeah, there's There's got to be, be. especially with Um, that defense. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, it's one of, one of Levante David or Devin White's going to be on there. One of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking like Vita Vea, but like Vea missed most of the season. I, I think you could almost cheat you could almost give six because you could say you have Brown, but you have
1: him come in like halfway through the show. Right. Yeah. He was be halfway through the season. He's the guy who's interviewed the least or has the least clips on there. He's, you know, yeah. the bonus feature or something.
0: Yeah. So like that, that's what I think you could make. You can maybe cheat like that kind of, but yeah, that'd be cool. It's just something I was thinking about. Oh um, yeah, man. When, when is, Hey NFL network. When is, when, when are we getting America's game 2000, the story of the 2020 10 <laughs> 10- Buccaneers?
1: When are we getting that. That's all we need. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the first ever edition of uh what of it? Evans Evans, bag. Bag. Evan's take bag. Evans grab bag
0: for, for now. Yeah, for
1: now. For now. Yeah. Evans money bag. <laughs> Boom. So let's talk a little bit more. Uh, I, I think, honestly, we've kind of covered the wagon of everything we wanted yeah. to come in here and talk about. And we we will be back, like you said earlier, we, we will be back on Thursday. So. Even short of a break, we'll be
0: back with a special guest. We're not going to say the special guest. Oh, we're not. But we we not right now. We are not. Okay. Right now. Not right now. We're not. Right now. Well, let's let's keep him guessing a little bit. Okay. Uh, it'll it is a guest that has never been on this show before. It is not a reoccurring guest. It is not James. I can assure you that. <laughs> um, even though James, James, uh, thanks, buddy. Because he he, James did help. A uh, little bit but it, it's a guy that yeah that we've wanted to get on the show for a while hasn't been on the show and we're going to talk about it he we're, finally we're, texted we're us talk back about, fi- finally fi- and if I, I i believe we've mentioned this on the show before i believe we've joked around with that so if you're a longtime CFP listener and have a good memory you might already know who we're talking about yeah he finally uh, texted us back <laughs> so um yeah it'll be exciting we're excited to have this person on and give you a little hint,
1: I can argue with him about where he's from and what type of hockey team he likes. So. There you go. But alongside the uh, the hockey argument and everything else, we'll be talking about, of course, the Super Bowl rings as they come out that day. Uh, we'll do a little bit more of an in-depth training oh camp my preview. God. We'll talk about some position battles and stuff like
0: that. We got a timeout. We got a timeout. Ben Leifer, read the, the Jaden Mickens' lie from a prison cell. Question mark. <laughs>
1: That's just wrong, man. <laughs>
0: oh my God! Yeah, he finally um, texted
1: us back. They, <laughs> Mickens, we were his one Mickens phone finally... call. That's that's what's gonna happen on Thursday, Jadon Mickens. We were the one phone call. Some way, somehow, he got the hotline number, and we're gonna have him on the show on Thursday. That's terrible, man. <laughs> oh my God! Every, everybody's he's on the phone for like an hour. Everybody's in the back
0: yelling at him. The guard. The, oh my God! All right, that's. Uh, I think
1: that's a good point to stop. Oh yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. So so like we had said earlier, make sure you guys stay tuned for this Thursday show. We're going to be live right here on our YouTube channel talking about training camp, Super Bowl rings, and much, much more with a very special guest. Excited to get that one underway. If you're looking for more, uh, I don't know, series to watch aside from In the Current, we do have a fun series going on here on the channel. Myself and Mr. Bucks Nation, a.k.a. James Hill, who is hanging out in the chat. We have a little show called Buried Bucks Treasure. And what it is, every single Friday, we go to a different part of Tampa Bay. And we are looking for vintage Buccaneers culture, antiques, oddities, uh, anything that is red and pewter or, you know, orange, yellow, and white that we can find around Tampa Bay. You're going to see it on that show. Uh, We're searching high and low for some of the coolest stuff that you will ever find here in Tampa Bay. And it is all Bucks related. Having a really good time with that series. So make sure you guys go check that out. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Canon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore wave. You're doing your Madden simulation, oh, by the no. way. Oh, I'm sorry, Bucks underscore daily. God, it's been forever. <laughs> well, wow, that was a that was a real that was that wow. was crazy. Wow, wow. It's wow, been wow. a minute
0: That's since a I Longtime listeners of the show. Um, if you guys know that you will know the confusion that, that ret was under. Yeah, so people and sure people not, was not always books underscore daily, but yes, I am doing the, the Madden <laughs> oh, what do we no, I No, I was just laughing at my theory. I was laughing oh. at my
1: mistake. Okay, okay.
0: Well, I do that all the time. I laugh at your mistakes. I don't laugh at mine because I make so few. Um <laughs> I um yeah, the Madden sim is, is going well.
1: Uh Bucks are undefeated, uh, right?
0: Bucks are undefeated for now. Did and I think they beat- Gio
1: Bernard's yeah. like your leading rusher on the team. I, I know.
0: It's – well, so, he, like, Leonard Fournette gets, like, no carries. Because literally, I'm sitting there, I sim it, and I, I literally – I watch it. Like, I sit there and just watch it. Um, Even in the sim, like, I think Gio Bernard's running back one for some reason. Yeah, it's. I mean, Ronald Jones gets some, but, yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette gets, like, no carries. But <laughs> I, they, they were undefeated. I don't know, are they? Because I haven't posted the results yet in the Patriots game. So are they undefeated? Well, I As, watched the game live, so I don't know. Did, I don't know. Did, 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 well, then, then you know. But you know, <laughs> if you if you didn't if you didn't watch the game if you didn't watch the game live, you know, uh, are they undefeated? Who knows? But yeah, I, I'll be posting the results there soon uh, for that game. The Bucks are currently three and zero in the in the sim. It's all updated rosters, completely updated. Um, with, like you said, Joe Tryon, Jalen Darden, Jalen Darden's like not really in the game, but, uh, Gio Bernard is a, is a big impact player for him right now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been exciting. And, uh, I did it last year and it was pretty close to accurate on the Bucks record. I think it predicted like 12 and four and the Bucks went 11 and five. So I would pay close attention to what this Madden Sim has in store. So, uh, Cartier, I think I'm believe I'm saying that right. Walker, I'm the only Bucks fan in Is that Connecticut? Connecticut. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you're the only, but hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. You're the yeah. only Bucks fan from Connecticut here. Thanks we for holding you. it
1: down and, and watching the podcast, bud. We truly do Absolutely. appreciate you guys. Last but not least, folks, make sure you follow myself on social media. My username is right below me, but in case you can't read it, it is Redicus. R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. If you follow me, I will follow you back. With that said, folks, we also have a really, really exciting announcement that that maybe we'll announce on Thursday's show. Um, But basically, all I'm trying to say is that make sure you're here for Thursday's show. It's going to be a big show. It's basically, you know, we're really getting back into the swing of things, and we are very, very excited to be talking Buccaneers football with you guys once again. So thank you to every single person who is hanging out in the live stream. Carter Walker, Mr. David Vortex, Mr. Bucks Nation, Ben Leaper, AM209, Leadus Productions, and anybody else that I may have missed. We truly appreciate your support. If you guys have not subscribed to the channel already, make sure you do so. We got plenty of great Buccaneers content between now and the start of the season. Well, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I am your host, as always, Rhett and Matthew. Signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish. We will talk to you guys on Thursday, live right here on this YouTube channel. Until then, as always, thanks for checking out the Can of Fire podcast. Go Bucks! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.